This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. We left off by Taisus Lazaracha, one, two, three, four lines up from there. Masar Abchanania. Rava just got finished saying that the reason. A per, a, the reason why a regular woman can't marry a new husband, she was married to one person, he divorced her, he died, she can't, he can't, she can't marry a new husband for three months. So we mentioned, the first reason the Gemara mentions is, um, Rav Nachman or Mashmul because of Lazarecha, Acharecha, it's the, the, the Brisbane Absarim. Then Rava mentions a new reason because it's gonna cause Erevas, different problems of Erevas. Frek Rav Chanani, Master Rav Chanani, Bekulani, Kairim, Shim, Takanis We have a Braisa that says, that all the cases of Yavama, in all these cases, the reason we're nervous about Yavama marrying within three months is because of Takanas Erva, because we're scared that Erva is going to come out from it, that she's going to end up marrying her brother-in-law. But Vikan, a regular woman, Mishum Takanas Avlad. It's not a problem of Takanas Erva, it's only Takanas Avlad, which sounds like the reason Rabbi Nachim Ramar Shmuel, Takanas Avlad, meaning that we won't know who's the Vlad's lineage. And that sounds like the first problem, not the second problem. It says clearly, it's not a problem of erva. Vimisa, and if it's true, where Rav is saying, even in the cases of a regular woman, Yivam is a, takana, is a problem of erva. But even a regular woman has to wait three months because of erva. And for the Gemara, Mishim Takana's blood, the loy pagabu erva. That they're both reasons of erva. What the Bryson means is, is that when a, when a Yavama marries within three months, they're the primary people in the, the fathers and the mothers, the Yavama and the Yavam. They're going to get involved with erva. They're going to be living with each other outside erva. But their vladis, the next generation, won't be a problem. When you're dealing with the, when, when a regular woman marries a new husband, the problem that Rava mentioned, there you have the next generation in most of those cases. Cases, the next generation, it's going to cause problems in the children, that the children are going to end up marrying sister-in-laws, brother-in-laws, all the cases that we just mentioned. So really, that's what it means. It means that that when it comes to Yavama, it's the first generation, the primary members of the of the family that that is going to cause that there will be problems of erva. And the the, new, the these cases of a regular woman, that's going to be mishum the kan mishum takanas vlad that the vlad the, the child is going to have problems with erva in the next generation. I understand why you have to wait three months by and you don't and two months is not good enough. say lo you can't if you only wait two months between husbands, then you're not sure. If she becomes, gives birth after seven months after the new husband, you're not sure, is it a seven-month baby, the new husband, or a nine-month baby of the old husband? Why don't you just wait one month for Tinase and get married? And then you won't have a problem. Why? If she gives birth seven months after, she waits a month. She married her old husband, she gets divorced, she waits a month, and now if she gives birth after seven months, we know it's a seven-month baby of the new husband. If she gives birth after eight months, Yolda, she gives birth. It's obviously a nine-month baby of the first husband. Because at least in the times of the Gemara, there was no such thing as an eight-month baby. An eight-month baby died. It wasn't able to live. That shows it wasn't full term. There's two full terms, either seven-month or eight or nine-month. An eight-month baby didn't exist. So therefore, if the woman gave birth after eight months to a viable baby, so then you know it was a baby from, the. it was a nine-month baby from the first 
from the first husband. So in fact, Gemara, why do you have to wait three months? Just wait one month, says Gemara. Even if it was born after seven, after eight months, after she married her new husband, it could still be from the second guy. I, you said it, she can't have an eight-month baby. Maybe it took a month. She waited one month to become pregnant, and then she became pregnant. It took her a month to become pregnant. So therefore, it could be it was a seven-month baby from the second husband. So why don't you wait two and a half months, Two and a half months, because... If, she's, if she gives birth seven months after, instead of waiting three months, wait two and a half months. If she gives birth seven months after, it's a seven month baby of the second husband. If she gives birth after six and a half months, then you know it's a nine month baby from the first one. If it's from the second husband, it's impossible. A baby, we assume at this point, a baby can't live after six and a half months. Again, like we said before, Either a seven-month baby or a nine-month baby, and for the Gemara, uh, it doesn't live. Says the Gemara, "Inami l'shisu bagiolda." Even a six and a half month baby, equal mamer de basru, it could be that it belongs to the second husband and it will live. Even according to Mandama, that if it's a full term nine month baby, it has to be a full nine month. You can't give birth partial nine month. But Yoldalazayan, when it comes to a, a, a seven month baby, Yoldalazayan, it has a different aspect to it that it could be. It could be born part of the seventh month, sixth and part of the seventh month. Shenemer, like we see when it comes by Chana and when she gave birth to Shmuel and Shmuel Alf, it says by Itkufas Hayomim that it was Litkufas Hayomim. She gave birth to Shmuel. Tkufais, every Tkufas three months. So Tkufais, plural, the minimum amount is two Tkufais, which is six months. Hayomim, Tkufas Hayomim, days, the minimum amount of days, plural, is two days. So Mia Tkufas base is the Mia of the smallest amount of tkufais is two, which is six months, and yom and bays, the minimum amount of days is two days. So therefore we see that as long as it's above six, six months and a little, two days, into the seventh month, that's okay. So so therefore you won't have a proof, you won't know who's, who it belongs to. Even if it's born six and a half months after the second husband, it might be from the second husband, it might be a full term from the first husband. Why don't you just wait a tiny bit? It doesn't mean a mashu, the second doesn't mean a moment, it means at least three days, wait at least three days, and get married, and this is how it's going to work. Let her marry a husband too after three days. And then exactly at three months after she left the first husband, they'll do a check, says Rashi. It's not the check of just seeing if she's pregnant. That already you don't have a right, but a different type of more thorough check with a check and they're able to check if she's pregnant. More of a thorough check. And there, so then you check her after three months. If she's pregnant, you know it's from the first husband. If she's not pregnant and she becomes pregnant later, you know it's from the second husband. So check her. We don't do this thorough check on married women. So they shouldn't be their husbands shouldn't be disgusted by them for whatever reason. This check when he know when he gets back his wife and he and she went through such a thorough uh, examination, it's disgusting to him that someone went through that with his with his wife. So why don't you check her? There's another way to check her. If you, she walks in the, in the sand, if she walks in the sand, in the dirt, 
So then there's a way to check that the way she presses down, a pregnant woman presses down a little bit stronger. So therefore, why don't you, why don't you check how she walks and you'll see how the weight is and you'll see how, if she's pregnant or not. A, a lady could cover over herself. She could fake it out. And she's gonna do that. Because she wants her son, who's real, even though she became pregnant from her first husband, she wants her son to be able to have a Yerusha. The first husband's long gone and the second husband's here is bringing up the kid and she wants her kid to have a Yerusha so therefore she's going to do a fake make it seem like she's not pregnant therefore you'll think when she becomes pregnant it's from the second husband and her son will have a Yerusha say wait a second your whole problem of why a woman can't marry a second time within three months is because we're scared she might be pregnant you won't know who, where she's pregnant from so what about when we know she's pregnant Tina says she should be able to get married Ah, you'll tell me she could, but it's not true. Allah Matanya, why did we learn on a bride? So we brought it earlier on Lamavavam Bays. A person is never allowed to marry a pregnant woman. A woman that's nursing. If he marries one, he's not allowed to keep her. He has to divorce her and never take her back. Because we're scared if he takes in a woman who's already pregnant from a previous marriage, or a woman who's nursing with a baby from a previous marriage, and then he impregnates the woman, then he might make the uber a sandal at least by the if his, if the if the if this lady is pregnant we're scared that he'll impregnate her a second time and even though that second baby won't live because he can't live when there's already a baby in a womb but he will cause a deformation on the face of the existing baby similar to that of a fish called a sandal that had like a flat face so therefore it says, so for the Gemara Adakash, why can't you marry a pregnant woman? What's going to be the problem? You already know she's pregnant. You know that the, the kid inside her, the child, the baby is from the previous husband. And that the Gemara says, So then why could any husband live with his wife when she's pregnant? He might impregnate her and cause the baby to be a sandal. And for the Gemara, according to the Mandama that says that a pregnant woman li- that lives with her husband with a moich, with an insult, so that she shouldn't become pregnant. So then you use a ma'ich. According to Mandam, it says that we're saying on the compassion of Shemaim, on Hashem's compassion that she won't get pregnant. Then if it's the old, if it's the original husband, so from from Shemaim they'll have Rachmanus and he won't impregnate his wife. So then here by new husband also say the same thing. Let him live with his wife with a ma'ich, with a insert. According to the mandamer that depends on the compassion of Hashem, that they won't impregnate their wife when she's pregnant. Again, they won't impregnate her again. So then, why should there be a difference between a new husband and the previous husband? And So the reason is, is because the new husband, when he lives with his wife, he's going to, it's going to cause a pressure on her abdomen, and therefore he's going to kill the baby. Even if it's his own child, even if it's the original father, why could he ever live with his wife when she's pregnant? It should cause a problem that he might cause pressure on her and kill the baby. And for the Gemara, if it's his own child, he's going to be careful. Even if it's not his own child, if it's a new husband, he's not going to be a dying with his own body, kill the baby. Ella, rather, 
Mishnah says the Gemara different, possibly a different chilek. Once a woman's pre- pregnant, what's going to happen? She's going to give birth to a baby. She's going to have to feed the baby, nurse the baby. Maybe she'll become pregnant after she's already feeding the baby. Her milk will become spoiled, will become not good because she's now become pregnant. Her milk won't be good to feed the baby anymore. And what's the baby going to eat? And, she, and it's going to kill him. It's going to kill the baby that she's not going to have anything to feed the baby. So that's when it's a new father, when it's a new husband. Even if it's not a new husband, even if it's the original husband, any husband that lives with his wife, that also is a possibility that he's going to impregnate his wife and the baby's going to die from, that, from lack of nutrition that she, he can't eat, the baby can't eat from the mother. If it's his own child, he's going to feed him with other, he's going to open the fridge and take out eggs and other milk and feed it to the baby. Even if it's her, her child and she's married to a new guy, she could always feed her baby from her previous husband with Beitzim and Chalav, even if she becomes pregnant. And her husband, the new husband, won't give it to the baby. It, since it's not his child, he doesn't want to feed, take from his own st- pocket, and feed the ba- the baby in her womb. He'll say, go to the Yarshim. Let, get the money from the estate of the original husband. In fact, Yarshim. So why don't she take the Yarshim, go after the Yarshim to give the food for the baby in her womb. A lady's embarrassed to go to Bezdin to be Taiveya the Yarshim for the food. By Regas Espinosh, she's going to invert end up killing her own child. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.